from the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. Diego is the man. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden and Bill George in the studio today, along with Diego, and on the phones is with us this morning, Mr. Chad Nolte. How you doing there, sir? How are you? Good, good. How y'all doing today? We're doing all right. We're just sitting in here on this uh, blustery Florida day, looking at the yeah. beautiful sunshine and blue skies, and uh, waiting for the rain to come up later on. Exactly. Well, we'll, yep. well I'm calling about some other uh, uh, pesky infestations we have here in Florida, and that's a little uh, clay disc that flies through the air. Those things uh, are evil, and they taste like crud. I don't care how long yeah, you cook they them. Don't, they don't cook up very well. That's hard. <laughs> they, stay crun- <laughs> they stay crunchy for some reason. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So what's going on? You guys, uh, I know last year we, uh, I think we talked to uh, uh, Adam. Oh, yeah, that's right. We did. And uh, how yep. did you guys do? Uh, we did really well. Um our team, we are in our second year right now. Uh, last June, our youth team, we went to San Antonio, and our intermediate uh, age group, which is like middle school, they did uh, very well. They they placed second in every event that they uh, participated in, so we're really proud of them. Now, what we're talking about here is uh, you have a, a, a team, and it, yep. the official title of the team is what? The Fishhawk Talents Youth Team. Uh, shooting team that's right and you guys are actually getting out there taking kids from i can't remember the age group is it 12 and up it's uh it's grades uh five through 12 five through 12 yeah so 12 through uh well depending on how you graduate 19 yeah, <laughs> depending on where you fall i don't, yeah. I don't think bill's and we, they, still in high school. We're, we're part of um an organization called usa yes it's um of course usa and it's the youth education and shooting sports organization and they actually have beyond high school age they actually have collegiate levels as well uh, but our focus is on that fifth through twelfth um, age group um, and we've done fairly well we're started off with a group of parents we started the, the team up uh, i guess a year ago last august and uh, now we're in our second year we started with about 17 shooters last year, and we're up to almost 28 now. Nice. Uh, so it's it's really growing fast, and um, we just this past fall got our 501c3, which is fantastic. Uh, allows us to raise funds, and uh, that's the main reason I'm calling today is we have a fundraiser shoot coming up on Saturday, February the 8th, okay. out at Fishhawk Sporting Clays. Very nice. Now, if uh, someone wants to go, they can just go for the raffles, or can they participate or watch, or what can we do? Uh, both. Um, yeah, we, we're we going to start shooting at 10 o'clock. Uh, registration and a light breakfast is going to be at 9. Uh, we'll start shooting at 10. Uh, come in for lunch. Uh, lunch, we're going to have catered some barbecue coming in, so that'll be good. And then we'll have raffle and awards after that. And uh, we'll be selling raffle tickets throughout the event up until the raffle time. Uh, we've got a lot of parents that have worked very hard. Our fundraising division of our team has been outstanding in collecting 
different raffle prizes, so it looks like it's shaping up pretty good. Uh, may even have a gun or two that we're going to be raffling as well. Nice. So, well, I, you know, I, good. I, I got to ask you, um, in that mm-hmm. age, in that age group from fifth uh, from fifth grade on up, uh, how mm-hmm. is, how do you recruit for that? I mean, uh, I don't know. Are are schools uh, friendly when it, when somebody wants to talk about <laughs> stuff like that? I mean, well, I, I, I see. The reason I'm asking is because I see it on social media all the time. It pops up in my feed for some reason, where uh, mm-hmm. you know. Um, uh, you know, start a high school shooting team in your area and this, that, and the other thing. And, yeah. uh, you know, like in Pinellas County over here, uh, you know, we got uh, we got Skyway Skating Trap. We got a couple places you can shoot here. I mean, Fishhawk is really not that far away. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. there's two ways to get yeah. there. You can go the Skyway way or you can go the I-4 way. It's either way you can get there. But yeah. um, but to, for a parent to walk into a school and say, Hey, is there some way I could uh, get some kids maybe interested in coming out and shooting with us? Uh, you know, they all immediately they go, "Oh, guns! No yeah. way! No how!" Yeah, it, it's it's kind of funny. I, my daughter uh, a couple years ago we got her a T-shirt that says, "I participate in an Olympic sport, but I'm not allowed to talk about it." Um, <laughs> That's sad. So it's it is it is a touchy subject. Um, you know, we just basically kind of go off of word of mouth and Facebook and. Uh, around August, we hold a open house and we did our first open house this past August and had an unbelievable turnout. And that's where we picked up a lot of our new shooters. And, uh, when I say new shooters, I'm talking about kids that have never pulled the trigger on a gun, much less a shotgun at a moving target. Well, you know, it's amazing. uh, It's amazing to me working, uh, every once in a while, I get to go over, hang out in the gun department at G5 and, how many fathers mm-hmm. want to go out and their sons and their daughters, uh, they're coming in looking for shotguns for their kids because they they yeah. showed interest. They want to go out and they want to go do it. And um, oh. they want to go have fun with their with their kids and with their parents out in a day out there, basically kind of in the woods, at least yep. uh, participating in a sport together. I mean, not every, uh, you know, 50-year-old dad can go run around and play soccer all day or – Go skateboard uh, or go skateboard, yeah, or go skateboarding <laughs> or uh, other things that kids like to do. So this is something that you can do as a family. But how do you? Yeah. I mean, have you tried to go to a school? What if you ever did? What was the response to it? We we really haven't gotten into that. I would really like to explore that opportunity. Um, there are some that are starting up in Florida, and I think it's fantastic. They're doing it more as a kind of a a extra club event, not necessarily associated with the school, um, but it is something that's growing. Uh, I know at the college level, uh, it's really booming right yeah, now. Huge. Um, we just got one of our, our, our girls on the team. She just got a scholarship to Jacksonville University for shooting. Um, so we're really happy about that. And it's something that had I had this when I was in high school, you better bet I would have been a part of it. Um, it, but it is growing and we're trying to get that introduced a little bit at a time. It's kind of a, a sketchy situation. You just don't go in there and start talking about guns because yeah. then you're showing the door. Yeah. You so get speak, uh, so. escorted out by the resource officer, but yeah. now, but yeah. I, I, we've talked about this on the show many times. I don't think a lot of people, I know that we're preaching to the choir to our listeners, but, um, I don't real. I don't think the parents realize how many opportunities there are for kids to go to college, 
on a scholarship like that. I had a friend of mine, Ray, who went to school here with me at Northeast High School, and uh, he got a full-ride scholarship out at uh, University of Phoenix shooting pistols. I mean, seriously, yep. he was on the yep. pistol shooting team, and uh, they yep. paid for everything. And yep. I was like, you know, usually you don't hear that when it's like, uh, you know, you got to go on the Marine or Army shooting team or right. you got to join the military, and that's not true. Yep. It, it, no. And the same thing with bass fishing. All these kids who are on the high school bass fishing oh, yeah. teams, they're yep. going to the collegiate level, and, 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 and next thing you know, they they may not go pro, but they're getting an education out of it. I always think about Oh, yeah. I mean, that, hey, doing what you love to do and, and getting your education paid for is not a bad deal, is it? So no, it, it, no, that would be a good thing. Yeah. Especially if they supply the ammo. That would be all awesome. Oh, man. heck, yeah. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, well, listen, we got to take a real quick break, but, Chad, can you hang on for us? We want to talk to you a little bit certainly. more after the break. So go grab sure. a cup of coffee. Uh, go wash your hands. Do what you got to do. Uh, we'll be back Sounds in a good. few minutes, okay? All right, we're going to take right. a real fast break. We're talking with Chad Nolte. He's out there with the Fishhawk Youth shooting team out there, the Talons, and they're going to have an event coming up. But this is something that you ought to get your kids involved in. I know you guys, you know, you take them out hunting and do all that stuff, but that's only certain times of year. This is something the kids can participate in uh, all year round, seriously. And uh, in my opinion, it's much better than golf. So uh, we're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. And Brandon Ford, stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden Gunn, Bill George, Diego behind the glass, and on the phones, Chad Nolte from the uh, Fishhawk Sporting Clays uh, youth team out there, also known as the Tellens. Uh, yes, they're, they're out there. Uh, got a uh, fundraiser coming up here pretty soon. What's the date on that again? Uh, February the 8th. February the 8th, and uh, public is invited. Are they allowed yes. to uh, shoot and participate, bring their kids? Oh, yes. Uh, we've got uh, sign-up sheets on our website and on Facebook at Fishhawk Towns on Facebook. You can look there for uh, sign-up forms for right. teams. If you don't have a team of four and you're just one or two, come on out anyway. We'll get you paired up with somebody else and, and make a four-person uh, four squad to go out there. Our, our team members will actually be trapping. Um, so they'll be on the stations throwing the clays and – giving pointers if necessary to, to address the targets and how to hit them better. <laughs> that, so, that would be so Now brutal. in golf, you can buy a mulligan. <laughs> you should have yeah. a, you should have a, a dollar amount that you can turn around and be able to go to the shooting spot, donate to let that mm -hmm. young youth shoot for your position. Oh, that would be awesome. There you go. That's a great idea. You know what? Like Having to fill in, uh, what would you yeah. call that? Uh, wouldn't be uh, in your stead. What would it be? A uh, $5. So you get to that difficult crossing target where it's, it's very yeah. challenging. You $5 a bird. and A boom. bird? That's it's 10 a fundraiser. bucks. It's 10 bucks. I uh, mean, that's, that's a 10 bucks a hole. <laughs> Let's make it something reasonable. Say, hey, kid, I'll give you two bucks, uh, you know, for each one that you whack there for me. But that would be an interesting change up. You turn around and let it the, would. Let That's the an awesome you idea. shoot. And uh, you like know what? That. You know what? On the real, you know what you should do. And I'm I'm going to go ahead and take off of what Bill George said. 
for the really difficult, uh, you know, like the teal one that goes straight up or whatever, the one that comes, yep. usually have one straight up, one comes straight at you. You know, yep. a lot of guys, they can't do that shoot there and blah, blah, blah. I mean, if you time it right, you can get them both. But anyway, if you do that one, then you call that one the mulligan hole. And on that hole, you'll, you put your best shooter there and you say, hey, for five bucks, I will shoot for you. And uh, and whatever you get, you get. You take a chance. I mean, the kid could miss that, it too. But um, that you know. is actually something. That's a great idea. We we may just implement that one. Well, <laughs> you know what? Adam. And I I like Bill George's idea because it drives me insane. And I've told you this before. It makes me very uncomfortable when I see guys that go out for events and they come out and they literally buy like fifty mulligans to go out and yeah. shoot sporting clays. Because it's, it's like buying a win. It's buying a win. That's basically what you're doing. I'm like, dude, that is yep. so. I mean, just go out and shoot on your merits. But if yeah, you, there you go. but if you have mulligan holes, where you have an expert or a professional shoot for you, now that would be awesome. It's a little twist. I, I like that. That's that. Hey, we need you guys part of this uh, organization here to get these uh, little think tank going. Well, now on. here's what here's what's ideas. here's what's really funny, Chad. Once you implement it and somebody else that sees it on the next tournament, I guarantee you we've just started a whole new trend on every single sporting clays event from now until Doomsday. Yeah. Be- uh, because we'll, that way you're we'll not call buying it the big a win. wild mulligan uh, station. That, that yeah, right, man. I mean, put your best shooter on there uh, and uh, yeah. let him handle it from there. Well, I tell uh, you wait, what. But now, wait a minute. Do they get to use their own shotgun or do they have to use your sure. shotgun? Bill George, um, let them I w- use theirs. Use theirs. The ones they're comfortable with. Their own. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That's, I mean, if you're paying for for a little help, you might as well let them use let their own. Let them use their, their stuff. <laughs> they're comfortable. So I I personally find it easier to shoot somebody else's shotgun and beat them with their own shotgun each year. Oh my god! When we do the Fishhawk Sporting <laughs> Clays event. You know, he did it one time against Carlos. One time, two times against Carlos, and once against Doug. Oh man. Well, you guys need to come on out then. I mean, you can do an on uh, location for our shoot and, and have a couple guys in the event too. Come on out. On the eighth, what are we doing on the eighth? You're the one with the calendar, Bill uh, George. I the only thing I have on the eighth right I'm now working. is their event. Is their event? Yeah, but, but that would be that would be, if we go up on the first to the the turkey thing, then that would be two weekends in a row that Diego is lonely. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no. he doesn't care about that. <laughs> well, he can come in all yeah. shuttered, and we won't harass him. <laughs> well, I know one yeah. of the. Uh, well, you know, I mean, uh, even if we can't, we know it's a great event, and we encourage everybody else to get out there and do it. I mean, uh, I always enjoy going out and shooting sporting clays because I just look at it as a free day, where you can just go yeah. out there and and I go out there, I go out and I shoot sporting clays the same way I go out and I shoot dove. I just I just go out for the day. I don't care if I kill. I don't, I don't care think if I that's hit 50. true. What are you talking about? When he's dove hunting, I don't think he's sitting there distracting everybody else. He'll shoot sporting clays. He sits there and talks to the guy and sits there. Go ahead, pull it while he's talking. And the guy, he's, he's like, no, 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 you got to face that way. No, no, go ahead, pull it. It's okay. And he pulls it. He turns, Brandon turns around, shoots both clays, and turns around and keeps talking. Well, you know, I do do it the that's, same that's, way. That's the thing is, is you don't give yourself time to think about it. You just react and shoot. That's yeah, that, I'm a reaction shooter. So, I mean, it's, I, 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 give you, I tell you this much. Talk to John Butts and the rest of them out on the dove field. 
I back my truck up. I got 15 kids around the truck. They're all sitting there talking and joking, and we're messing around. And every once in a while, I go, hang on. Boom, boom. Shoot a dove. And they go, okay, go back to what you're doing. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and because you're supposed to be out there and have fun, man. I mean, it's like yes. a golf course. I always, when I played golf, um, you know. Oh, you did. In a semi-professional level out there for a time, uh, you know. It became. It wasn't fun anymore. It became where you know you're fun. working with an instructor, and now you're yep. uh, doing you know shaft links and your foot stance, and you're doing all this other stuff and everything else. And it just got to be where I would go out with my friends, and we'd be the only people on the golf course because it'd be a lightning storm. We'd be out playing in a, <laughs> in, a, in a in a deluge of a rainstorm or whatever it was. Well, everybody else was hiding underneath the shelters. We're out there having a great time because it was just about being out and playing. It wasn't about going out and having fun. It wasn't trying to beat yourself or the guy next to you. And uh, even though, as Bill George says, I like to get out on the sporting clays and uh, and cut up and stuff like that. And if I win, I win. If I don't, I don't. Who cares? It was still a great day. You know, it's no big deal. But now your event, your event is like that, but it's for kids. And I know it has to be a little more structured. (laughs) But. I think it's a great thing, and especially if you're increasing numbers the way you are. I hope you get like 50 yeah. on a team. That'd be awesome. Well, that it, it, that's a great thing, and we also need coaching. Uh, we've got probably five uh, certified coaches right now, and that's where we're, we're almost getting outnumbered uh, with the kids to coaches. And so that's where we're kind of making a, a call, okay, what can we handle here and how can we do this? And it becomes a good problem to have. Yeah. At the same time, we want to give the kids as much attention as they need. Uh, some of them, uh, they don't need our attention. I don't even, they'll outshoot me every day of the week, including my daughter. So I just let them do their thing, maybe give them a few pointers and watch their eyes roll at me as they go ahead and break the clays like they want to. Yeah. But um, it, it's, a, it's a great, great sport. Um, it's amazing how it's taken off. We're proud of our kids. They're learning responsibility and safety, uh, but having a good time doing it. So that's that's the great thing. And they're also learning that firearms are not the evil tools that they hear right. they are every single day. Exactly. And uh, exactly, it, it's all it depends on whose hands it's there that's holding them. But yeah. uh, Chad, man, God bless you for your hard work and keeping those kids out there, man, and teaching them something great that I'm sure Thank that they'll, they'll pass on to their kids. And so. You've at least created yep. another generation of shooters and then one to follow, hopefully. so. I, I, I appreciate the time. And, if again, if anybody's interested, check out our Facebook page, Fishhawk Talons. Um, we also have a website. It's fishhawktalons.wixsite.com. Uh, and then we've got an email address, of fishhawktalons at gmail.com. You can contact us any one of those three ways. Uh, you can look at sponsor information if you'd like to. Uh, give us some sponsorship money that goes a long way in buying ammunition and clays and uh, helps us in our training to get ready for nationals and state. Yeah. So we appreciate it. That's awesome, man. Well, we hope you make it all the way, that's for sure. And uh, we'll try to get some more people on there. We'll go share your uh, Facebook page and stuff on ours and see if we can help out awesome. a little bit more. Well, Chad, awesome. thank awesome. you. Go enjoy you. your weekend. Go bust some you clays. Too. Stay in all right. shape. Thank you, fellas. All right, Take man. Care. We'll talk to you soon. All right, Chad Nolte with the uh, Fishhawk Youth uh, Talons out there, the uh, youth sh- uh, fishing team. Whatever you do, go check them out today. It's also uh, a good thing if you want to go donate a couple of bucks, help the kids out. 
Because as we all know in this room, ammo ain't cheap. Especially Bill George, because 300 Win Mag costs a fortune. All right, we're going to take a break. It is the Big Wild Outdoors brought to you by G5 Feet Outdoors. I'm Brandon Ford. See you, bye. George? No. You really like that. I forget what that... What is that called? Rhythm. No, the... <laughs> that voice thing. It goes up to the microphone. Peter Frampton made it famous. You know, the... Vox? Talk box? Something like Vox box? Talk box? I can't remember. Auto-tune? No. <laughs> <laughs> way, way before auto doing. Oh. That's that's what What's I miss about oh the the drive me insane. The I'm old to look groups. It up. I'm to look it up on the internet. The now. old groups. You actually had all the instruments. You hear the people's voices. There wasn't all this changing. I uh, I I mean I I'm I'm a classic rock guy. I like classic rock. I like old country. I like. Some of the old rock and roll and stuff like that. Even some of the stuff in the 80s, you know. Uh, my children are well-rounded when it comes to music. And uh, I was specific in my... Uh, when we're driving to school in the morning or picking up after school, if we're listening to a classic rock station like something like Boston or uh, Led Zeppelin or The Who or anything like that, you know, anybody like that, you always tell them, you go, I see those guys are real musicians. Those are real guys. Those are guys who could sit down in a room and write out each and every part. It's almost like writing a concerto. It's almost like writing uh, like what Beethoven used to do, where you have different parts for different parts of the orchestra. Uh, or, you know, so that each, the violins are doing one thing, keyboards are doing something. You know what I mean? So I'm like, these guys, like Rush, they sit down. You got guys who can come in with lyrics and go, I wrote these lyrics. Hand them to Diego. He looks at it and goes, starts playing around on the guitar. He goes, what do you think about this to go with that? And then next thing you know, they're collaborating and they they make music together. It's not like you bring some ponytailed girl in a room and go, okay, here's your lyrics. Here's the music you're going to be singing to learn it. And then, uh, you know, you're We'll fix a everything else up in Yeah, we'll, we'll do it in post. Don't worry about it. You'll be fine. It's kind of like Diego fixing our uh, openings. He'll edit it later. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, uh, again, uh, before I, we get too far away from it, um, if you didn't listen to the last segment of the show, the Fishhawk Talons, uh, they, they're out there, they're doing their fundraiser. If you can't be a part of it, if you don't want to go out and shoot, or if you would like to, you can go check out their uh, Facebook page, or you can go to fishhawktalons.com. That's fishhawktalons.com. And even if you went to fishhawksportingclays.com, they got their information, I think, up yeah. on their calendar as well. But um, one of the good things is is if you uh, can't participate, you can at least donate. Yeah. And it is a youth shooting team. And that, so. and that is at the same Fishhawk Sporting Clays that the Trinity Sportsmen do their their clay shoot. And that, yep. that's going to be out in April 25th, I do believe. Yeah. So, I mean, it gets to be that time. They're early. These guys are early getting theirs in there. Because once turkey season starts, 
it seems like all of a sudden all these shooting sporting clays events start happening, and it's like, dude, I'm turkey hunting this weekend. There's no way I can show up. It's like uh, you're, you know, you're, you're, you yeah. got to really plan Some, these out a little bit better. You know what I mean? Well, some it's when it's available, the the facilities available That's to be too. at, well, and you, when everybody's out hunting. The facilities is available. Yep. Well, that makes sense, too. Well, one facility that's not available this weekend, if you were planning on going out to Avon Park, I think that that's probably a place you want to stay away from this not, weekend, isn't it? Not Avon Park. There's a, up in Ocala. Oh, Ocala. Ocala. Oh, the Ocala bombing the Navy, range. The Navy is supposed to be bombing parts of the Ocala area. That would be Friday, awesome. Saturday, Sunday this weekend from 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday? And Sunday between 11 a.m. and 11 p.m. Could you imagine sitting there trying to go to bed? You're going to get up deer hunting the next day, and all of a sudden they're dropping live bombs. You know, <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. I, I guarantee you that that goes a little ways. You know, that, that would be uh, in today's media with social media. I hope somebody's out there filming. And getting some of that sound. That'd be awesome to hear, man. That'd be cool. So. I All I know is that, you know, wait, you said it's a Navy? It's a Navy. But at the same time as I was also seeing Why something the where they were going to be doing some other operation up out of Jacksonville area where the GPS signals may be modified or altered or jammed for a period of time. Oh, I'm sure there'll be protesters all over the place for that. Yeah. Yeah, they'll be uh they'll be screaming <laughs> bloody murder that uh... I, I, I have a few friends, uh Carlos the Cuban redneck. I, I make fun of him. If he can't get there via GPS, he he, he, he he's not gonna go. You know, here's the sad part. You take a pen and you have a piece of paper and you say, Bill, how do I get there? And you say, Well, you head north up seventy five, north seventy five, get off at four sixty two, get off four sixty two. Go to the light, take a left. Go to the light, take a left. I mean, it's pretty easy to, <laughs> to get there. You know, I mean, it's not that I, I don't trust GPS, man. I no way, no how. I've been heavy GPS person since the mid '80s. No, I don't trust. Them. I plotted so many thousands of acres of woods with a GPS long before the average person had it. So. But the old the old GPS. I, I still, still have, can find my way. Yeah, I still have a couple of them that I have the old Garmin's, you know, with the gray screen, and you, you know, you can mark your waypoints and do all that kind of stuff. Um, I tried to use them a couple of times, and uh, they seem to work pretty good. Um, but the ones that are in automobiles and stuff like that anymore, no way. I tried. I trusted a GPS. What was the one that I bought my wife one? Uh, what the hell is that thing? That thing. Anyway, I was going up to see Vince, and that is where Tom he was. Tom. Tom Tom. That was see, what it was. Look at how I turned around. It was the Tom Tom, and it took me down this back way through the neighborhood. And next thing I know, I'm driving through a neighborhood and everywhere else. And I found the place, and I walked out. I go, dude, this place is a nightmare to get to. And he goes, how'd you get here? I went, blah, 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 blah. He goes, oh, man, you went the long way. I go, that's the way the GPS told me to go. Forget it. What are you laughing at, Swindle? No, nothing, nothing at all. Yeah, sure. Uh huh. That's why uh, I, I'm old school. I had these things called maps, and they work really, really well. Do you still have a map in your car right now? 
Uh, yeah. Oh. In the red car, no. In the truck, yes, I actually do. I have a. Uh, and the one in the the other car had all the bridges highlighted in yellow, so he knew what not to cross. Not cross. <laughs> Don't go across the bridge. Oh, that was red. What are you talking about, yellow? Swim across. Yeah, verboten. That's being red. <laughs> what are you doing? Did you shoot something? Why are you calling? Uh, no, I'm fixing to go pick the hunters up here in just a minute. And I've got a pot of chili on for them and just lo- loving the guide life, I guess you could say. As they're out hunting, I'm not working. So They're calling it quits this early? What are they doing? Well, the the young man in the picture's name is Liam, and we uh, let's just say that we have a you know ten to twelve year old range child. So you know, uh, attention span about three about three hours. I think is all they can stand. And I'm heading over there right now because I think he took a crack at a uh, a doe, but Good I job. don't know. If, I don't know if we're. What I've under what I've heard from Dad is I think it might have been a miss. So, well, but we're going to check that out. These things happen. See what we can do. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, now is this the same uh, one who put down the porker yesterday? Yes, sir. Well, he did a pretty yes, good job sir. on that one. So, yeah. yeah, he. Uh, I laughed. I was listening to you. I've been listening to you guys all morning, and that's the one thing that cracks me up. Uh, we were talking about it. Me and his dad were talking about it. His dad went and got him a two forty three Savage. It's a nice little rifle. Um, but, you know, as most kids are nowadays, with, of course, all the propaganda and everything else they get rammed down their throats, it's like the first thing when I pulled the pulled that AR out for him to shoot it, because he got up here and uh, it's kind of like Diego's situation the way Bill handled it and all that's the way I usually am with kids up here that are new clients that have never really hunted. Uh, I pulled out my 22 Hornet, let him shoot that a couple times. And then we pulled out the AR, uh, just, just mainly because obviously it was a two forty three, and he was flinching a little bit when it went off. So we were just trying to get the, the flinch out, I guess is lack of a better term. And it yeah. was amazing it was amazing to watch uh, to watch him in a, probably a 20-minute time span to where I pulled out, you know, that that's the two two three that Ava's killed her hogs with and other animals, and I've got Allie shooting it, hopefully her to kill a hog this year. And, you know, he it's, it, it was kind of intimidating for him when he first saw it, and all of a sudden he started shooting it and, the bad part about it is, is that he realized with that gun, the bullets fire as fast as you want to pull the trigger. So, <laughs> you know, let's just say that yesterday, he, that was actually the second hog he shot at yesterday. Uh-huh. Um, the morning hunt, he gray, gave one a little tattoo. Um, but as he as the, <laughs> the one he gave a little tattoo, I was standing here on the, the carport across the road from the property they were hunting on. And I heard three follow-up shots, which basically he was just slinging lead in the general direction of the hog. So. I'm going to make sure that sucker goes down. And the one, well, that was last night. The one he hit last night shot her, and she dropped in her tracks. And, of course, when she was doing the stop and flop, he thought she was going to get up because, that, of course, that's what happened with the first one yesterday morning. And he went ahead and popped another one in her. So I laughed. <laughs> Told him, I'm like, well, hey, 
<laughs> we got her hung up and skinned, so that's all that matters. It's, but, it's done deals. But, you know, it was cool to see uh, cool to see the situation. And I know it's like you guys said with everything that's going on in Virginia, and I know I've been – I've already been told by certain people, they're like, dude, lay off all the gun stuff. But, I mean, we really got to realize that it's all it's all just one big hustle that they're trying to do to try to take this stuff away from us. So, Yeah, uh, and I think in the long run, I think if you uh, peel away all the layers of the onion, then, uh, yeah, I would probably agree with that because sooner or later it all comes back to, to us and the guys who are – out in the woods or guys who are out target shooting or anything else like that. It's uh, They use the same particular items when, to go out and enjoy the day. And uh, if you don't have those items anymore, then um, it's uh, all about us again. So, uh, Yeah. Well, and like uh, it's like I told uh, Jacob, Liam's dad, I'm looking into now um, finding me a 300 blackout that I can get for for said situations because I don't care what anybody says and that's why I'm a staunch proponent of ARs in the woods it's such an easy gun for especially youth to shoot so you know and it's and it can fit anybody that's the main thing yeah pretty much i mean if you got an adjustable stock it doesn't matter if it's a kid or if it's an adult you can get it to fit so that's one of the good uh, things about that. I know Bill George was talking about it in the first hour that, you know, it is like the Jeep of the firearms world. It can be adjusted to, to anybody. Yeah. Uh, I, yep. You know, you can't hand Bill George's uh, 300 wind mag to uh, an eight-year-old and say, there you go, buddy, hit the woods. But uh, you, you can, but you'll be picking him up 10 feet behind the yeah. shooting table when he pulls the trigger. But, you know, an AR, like you said, uh, you could get it in – uh, any short action, uh, you can get a 260, 7 millimeter 08. You can get a 243. I mean, there's so many different calibers, and it's adjustable to everybody. Oh, hey, and before you go to break, Bill George. Yes, sir. The meeting, the meeting slumber party. Let's talk it up, bro. All right. Oh, okay, I don't know anything. Tallahassee. Oh, the yeah. Outdoors is open. All right. Let's go. All right, we'll talk about it when we come back from break. Is that cool? Yeah, man. All right, have your P's and Q's ready, Bill George. We're going to take a fast one, you guys. Thank you, Jonathan. Get back out there. Here are Bye, the, where it's here, buddy. Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by G5 Feed Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Hang on. We'll be back. back everybody it is the big and wild outdoors brain gun bill george in the studio <laughs> diego finding obscure uh, versions of uh pink floyd on the other side of the glass <laughs> ah talking to jonathan before the break and uh he mentioned a little something something that he's trying to put together for his um uh your trip up to uh trailer hatchy yeah. You're going to go up there for the commission meeting, the I know. The FWC commission meeting in February is... Do you know if Chucky Chucky's going to go up there and uh, anybody else? Is Carlos going to go? I mean, uh, he's he's trying to put together this big sleepover thing over there where no, he, you guys stay at the at He the lodge. has offered. 
he his place is up there is in Bluntstown, which isn't too far from the where the commission meeting's gonna be. See? On February nineteenth and twentieth. And he's graciously invited us to come on up, stay at his place. So if you're interested, find a way to get a hold of us. We'll we'll see who's all interested in going up there. If you want to start making a difference and you want to start getting involved, that's going to some of these commission meetings and going to some of the meetings is a good way. I I go to all these FWC meetings. I've been doing it quite a while now. And it's a learning process to go see how it is and how you can make a difference. But I can tell you, you can make a difference. It, it, it amazes me the number of people that come up once and they think, hey, I'm going to solve all my problems in one, one, one sit and go tell them what I think and leave and think that it's going to happen. It takes a little bit of persistence, but you can work with the agency. They, they, they just have to be shown sometimes that it is, it is not anti-popular what you're trying to tell them they need to do. Now, <clears throat> before I ask you another question, so this one here, Jonathan's going to give you uh, a place to stay. Yes. So there's showering facilities, there's bedrooms, there's kitchen. restrooms, there's kitchen. TV. TV. So if anybody's interested, uh, you can get a hold of Jonathan pretty easy. I mean, all you got to do is go through Arrowhead. Hey. And, uh, you know, I mean, he's right there. Or Heritage Outdoors. Or Heritage Outdoors and uh, his phone call there. So if you want to make the trip up, maybe you've never been before, and you say, well, I don't want to drive all the way up there and then have to find some, you know, roach motel or something in the area, uh, now you got a place to stay. You'll be amongst friends. And uh, I'm sure if Jonathan's going to show up, there'll be uh, some pretty good vittles Grub. involved. Yeah, because <laughs> the, mo- the man likes to cook, that's for sure. So, um, uh, run what you brung. If you want to bring some steaks or burgers or something up there, man, you guys got the whole run of the kitchen. Maybe we could turn around, find a night vision scope, go out night night hog hunt. That that would be kind of Whoa. fun as well. Yeah, show up stinky like a mega boar for the commission meeting. That'd be awesome. You're you're speaking time to me, and you get a free hog hunt. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> now on this, I, so this is coming up on February. The 8th, correct? No, 19th and 20th. Oh, 19th and 20th. They're usually Wednesday, Thursday. Sometimes it's it's a, a little bit different, but usually it's on a Wednesday and Thursday. One day we'll be hunting generally. One day we'll be fishing. Our hunting rule changes for the upcoming season will be going to final then. And I'll go through after, after next weekend while I'm out. We'll go through and kind of look to see if we have a, uh, a published – schedule yet as to what's going to be happening on each day and we'll talk a little bit about what those changes are and and see if we can't give people an idea of what's coming up and how they can how they can uh you know put their two cents in on it so this right here is going to be a two-day event so if you went up there and you left uh tuesday night drove up there got there you get to the camp uh you can set up get a nice good night's sleep get up the next day go to the commission meeting do your dealio, do what you got to do, then drive back to Bluntstown that night and have a shower, have a nice meal, hang out, stay up as late as you want to because, you know, you can watch cartoons or whatever. Then uh, get to sleep, get up next morning, do your dealio, go down there to the commission meetings, put in your two cents worth. They usually get out at what, four? Well, it all depends on five? the topics. I mean, there's been, there's been times in which it's run late. Uh, 
due to something like, uh, let's say, a bear hunt, it could go crazy with the number of people who show up. And they're trying to do better at limiting the amount of time. Hey, we've, we're allotted this many time. If you get if you get a thousand speakers, we divide the number of minutes up by a thousand, and you each get ten seconds. Yeah, but that hasn't happened lately. So right. So and then you go after the last of that one, then you can boogity boogity back home. I guess right or yeah. I don't know. Talk to Jonathan. You might spend one more night and then drive back. I don't. I don't know what we're gonna do. But I think that would be a good thing. I was gonna ask you this because I know you go and you do all those things. I know you say you got to go to the commission meetings and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk, but what? I mean, they have an agenda and the things they're going to talk about. So if I go in there and I keep harping on Goliath Grouper, it's not. It's going to fall on deaf ears. Am I correct? Because they're talking about iguanas, and then the next weekend they're no. talking about lionfish, and all. Oh, here comes Braden again, Mister Goliath Grouper. He's going to. I I wouldn't say it falls on deaf ears. You can chip at the rock. There's certain topics in which, during public comments, you have three minutes to talk about anything that you want that was not on the agenda. And if you want to go up there each time and say, we're overloaded with Goliath, we need to take a few and start allowing a few to be taken, you probably will eventually chip at. They'll get tired of hearing about Braden coming up there. And there's some topics in which I've chipped at, and and they're now being moved forward. So, so you could start off your speech with, uh, "Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen." This of the is FWC. series one of three hundred. Please take note. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening, uh, ladies and gentlemen. I just wanted to say first and foremost that we need a day. We need the tag system on Goliath Grouper. We need to remove some from the Gulf of Mexico. But on the topic at hand. The iguanas, you know, and then you go into your well, speech. I mean, how do you do that? If if you turn around, each one of those topics you can have three minutes on. On one of the two days, you can have three minutes to talk about anything you want that was not on the agenda for those two days. Now, the commissioners will be somewhat, you know, if you're not going to be there on the other day, there's people who slip a little bit of topic in that, that's off topic, but... If you really want to get the commissioners to respect you, you got to respect the system, and you can't go up there and just start calling names and you, screaming and yelling. Yes, and that's you the, people are idiots. You don't know what you're doing. And how did you get this? How did you get this job? <laughs> you know, are you foolish mortals? What's what's wrong with you people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that, I understand. That's not the approach that's going to get you anywhere in the long run. No, probably not. And that usually doesn't work well anywhere. But uh, so on the on the meeting that's happening in Tallahassee, it's so close to the Capitol. Does that seem to mean any more? Do they are they more likely to hear that stuff because they're literally driving to their own backyard? Or no, typically this February meeting is in the Tallahassee area due to the fact that legislation's in session. In the in the event that somebody needed to get there to the Capitol quick, they could. Um, so. It's just it's just a cycle. They move it all over, but this this February meeting tends to always be in that area. All right. <clears throat> so, but we're going to have bear management plan go to final. It was passed unanimously in the draft form, which means absolutely nothing. What means nothing? It means nothing. It's not going to mean anything for a hunting dealio. It's just something that it does. It, it it recognizes the fact that hunting is the the most cost-effective measure of 
controlling bear population. Yeah. Minus Detroit. And we already already knew all that. Yeah. But you had other people wanting to put in their no hunting and everything else. Because we, as we explained uh, more than one time on this show, there's only one level of dead, and dead things don't reproduce. So there no. you go. Uh, once they're gone, they're gone. Uh, but the, and, of course, it means nothing. And the fact what I meant by that was is that there's nothing moving forward to, uh, at least in the near future, talking about opening up for another bear hunt. Once you see this get past draft and into final, then you can turn around and start talking about a bear hunt. Yeah, which will be probably uh, at least a couple of years away. I don't think so. You don't? I don't. Seriously? Seriously. You're that optimistic about it. I am. Well, good for you. I wonder if Vegas is taking odds on that. Probably not. Should they? <laughs> <laughs> I might. I might. I might make some money. Yeah, I might make some but money. But it, it, it's funny because you turn around and you sit there and you look at the tea leaves and and try and see, and you look at each commissioner and look for how they feel, and that's that's where going up there and talking to them and listening to the words they say. Go back there and look at the Florida Channel does a great job of putting out, you know, they're they're up there recording a lot of these uh, commission meetings and they put them out there. Go back just like you can go to the the bigandwild.com and look for the podcast and and whatnot. Go back and listen to some of these commission meetings and listen to what some of the commissioners say when they have moments to comment on certain things. It's, it it kind of give you an idea, you know, us on, in my position, the, the active stakeholders kind of are looking at each commissioner and saying, okay, this one will vote this way, this one will vote that way. Some people turn around and, and know the commissioners outside of the commission meetings in addition to that. And you're trying to, I, I think I think there's enough votes to make it happen. You do? As long as one thing doesn't happen. What's that? The governor. I don't think DeSantis is going to go against it. I don't think he will. It's his wife that I worry about. Yeah. Well, she just approved the land purchase down south, so that could be a good thing. Yeah. We'll have to say that for next weekend. Oh, you're not here. Oh, yeah. You're not here next weekend, are you? No. Oh. I'll be having fun. Told you I'd remember it. Diego, thanks for all your hard work in there, man. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening this morning. Thank you, Chad. Thanks, Jonathan, everybody who called in today. We'll see you next Saturday. See you guys. Have a great weekend.